Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Kristen informs me this is actually the first episode we'll be doing together, like actually in person together since we've been, been engaged. I know you want to show everyone your ring again. You know, I just got to keep doing it. I know the light. There yeah. we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We had over a 1,000 people like our engagement picture, and I think we had, what, like 250 comments or something, all of which are just people congratulating us. Thank you guys so much. You know, it really is uh, warms our heart to be able to share personal moments like this with you guys. So thank you for being a part of our lives and thank you for all the congratulations and all the well wishes and all the prayers and everything like that. It really means a lot to us. It does. does. You're like our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, on a slightly different note, I'm going to start a new series tonight and I guess it's appropriate I'm wearing black because this is going to be kind of the darkness series. Okay. Now, look, church, we talk about lots of stuff, right? We talk about prosperity. We talk about love. Sometimes we just do Bible studies. We don't talk about really dark subjects a lot. And I think we need to. And it's not something we need to be afraid of because you have to understand the, the plans of the enemy. Okay. And tonight's topic, we're going to start with vengeance. All right. And I'm going to tell you a story about me in a moment. Um, and what really inspired me to, um, to do this message. Okay. Part of the reason I want to do this is because I think when we think about revenge, we think of that verse in the Bible, it says, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. And I think it's a really, really misinterpreted, um, misinterpreted verse. And I'll explain in a minute. So here's what inspired this. You guys remember the last sermon I did where I was talking about good ground, okay? Uh, And about how when you're communicating with somebody, you know, the other person needs to have good ground there. So for example, if Kristen is telling me something that's on her mind, I can't be thorny ground and react hostily to her. I can't be hard ground and just kind of, you know, brush it off. I can't, I can't be shallow ground and just pay her lip service. I have to be good ground so I can receive the message. And that's true when you're dealing with a loved one. It's also true when God is talking to you. It's especially true when God's talking to you. Okay. And God was talking to me the other day. And I don't mean, when I say that, I don't mean like an audible voice, like, you know, you know, God appearing to Moses in the burning bush, but just down here, you know, when you're doing something wrong and you get that little tug that says, no, no, hold on. And here's, here's what, what had happened. Okay. Several years ago, I mean, like seven or eight years ago, long enough ago that I shouldn't be thinking about it. Some other attorney, and I'm an attorney for those who don't know, but this other attorney sent me a threatening email saying he was going to sue me personally over nothing. I didn't do anything wrong. In fact, just the, the short version of the story is I was advertising for my business. This guy's business was an hour and a half away from mine. And he was upset that he thought I was going to take customers of his. Well, first of all, even if I did, so what? That's competition. Secondly, I wasn't. We don't even really have an overlapping practice area. Um, but it, it had to do with online advertising. And long story short, there was an easy solution for it. And I I have no doubt that if I had gone forward with getting sued, I would have won. But I, I just didn't want to deal with this guy for three years and going into court and doing depositions and doing it. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. And so I just said, you know what? I will just program my advertising so it doesn't impact you. And, and that solved the problem. And I never let it go. Such that, and it's the most minor thing, right? It didn't even affect me. 
It was just this guy thinks he got the better of me. And so and this is seven or eight years ago. And so just like this past week, I was in the restroom in the morning brushing my teeth, thinking to myself, man, if, if I ever come across that guy, he's going to he's gonna really regret it. And I don't mean I would, I would ever cause him physical harm. Just kind of like, you know, I'm – more than more now than I was then, and he would not want to mess with me now. It's just it's the stupidest, most egocentric, prideful thing. And I just felt in here, I just felt in here the spirit of the Lord saying, "Okay, that's not very Christian of you. You know better than that. Just forgive and move on." And I didn't want to hear it. I'm telling you right now, that message I did the other night about the good ground that was inspired by me not being good ground. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. Okay, and I had to repent of that, and I had to say, "God, I'm sorry." I'm sorry that, you know, I, I can't reject what you're saying. Yes, vengeance is yours, thus saith the Lord. I give that over to you. And I realized the moment I did that, that I had that verse all wrong. I used to think it meant like God gets the fun of revenge. And Jordan, you don't get the fun of it. And it's not that at all. It's God will carry that burden. You can cast that care onto God. You know, we, we want to cast things onto God all the time, right? When, when we're, we have some kind of sickness or something, we say, God, you know, take the sickness from me. When we have some kind of anxiety, God, take these worries from me. Take these financial problems from me. Even the apostle Paul said, God, I have this thorn on my side. Take it from me. Jesus Christ himself in the garden of Gethsemane, we forget about this before he's executed, says, says, Father, take this cup from my hand. Right? We always want to cast things on God. We don't like when, when we think God is taking away the fun from us. But here's the thing. Okay. Revenge. God is not saying you can't, you, you can't have the enjoyment of revenge. He's really saying, I will take this away from you. Please cast it on me. So I'll carry this thing. So you don't have to carry it. And you might be saying to yourself, well, Jordan, listen, you know, I guarantee you there are people I'd like to get back at. And it feels pretty good to like want to get back at them. I bet it would feel good if I did. Well, let me let you know a secret, okay? Just because something feels good for a second doesn't mean it's good for you overall. Doesn't mean it's going to lead to what we all really want, which is a, a life of fulfillment, of love, joy, and peace, right? When we want happiness, those are the critical elements, love, joy, and peace. And one of the things they require is self-control. Okay. And this is the thing about revenge and about a lot of the enemy's darkness. Okay. The principle of a lot of the enemy's darkness is he, he offers you this phony sense of power. Okay. And it's usually in the context of power over other people. I want to get revenge on that person. I'm angry at that person. Even does with pornography. That person there is a target. Okay. Violence in movies. Those people there are targets. We always think, even with money, we associate money with power. Okay. All the things I could do with that money. But real power isn't bending other people to your will. Real power is having control over yourself and over your emotions and being able to take this thing off of you. Yes, you might enjoy getting back at someone for like a minute, okay? But what it does is it rots you on the inside. You can't live with that stuff, all right? When when God tells us to forgive people, it's not even so much for their benefit, although there's certainly that. It's to relieve us, relieve us of what's really a, an emotional cancer. You cannot hold on to vengeance. You can't hold on to anger. You can't consume yourself or let it consume you with with thoughts of getting back at people and expect on the other hand, not to have anxiety, not to have depression, not to have sadness, not to have a uh, this feeling of, of, of being unfulfilled. If you want the things that God is offering you, which if you're watching the show, you probably do, which is love, joy, and peace, okay, 
then you have to get rid of these cancerous things inside of you that just eat you up. Yeah, it might feel good for a second, okay, but it's going to leave you unfulfilled and it's going to leave you far worse off. It's going to leave you a much uglier person than what you are. So my message to you is this, okay, if you have feelings of revenge, if you have feelings of unforgiveness inside of you, and I've talked to you ad nauseum about how feelings like that stand in the way of blessings, because God is not going to give you power if you're going to misuse it. And when God gives you power, it's not usually in one thing or another. He just gives you Holy Ghost power. He's not going to give it to you if you're going to misuse it. And, and more than that, he's not going to give it to you if you're going to hurt yourself with it. And that's what thoughts of revenge do. So if you, if you have that, if you're having difficulty, understand that God says vengeance is mine. And what he's doing is he's not stepping in the way of you doing it. Okay. He's offering to take that burden from you. And I strongly recommend, just like you, the Bible says to cast your cares onto God. Okay. Cast your anxieties onto God. I would say also cast your angers onto God. Not take your anger out on him, but lay it at the feet and say, God, you've offered to take this this spirit of vengeance from me. God, take it from me and free me so I can have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And that's my message for you tonight. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, as you were saying all that, I was I just had this image in my head because you were talking about the connecting it to the fertile ground and all of that. I was thinking about how when you look at a garden and if you're just looking from a layman's eye and you're just looking at something, you don't necessarily see, oh my goodness, there's not that many weeds, you know, you don't really see that. But when you're instructed that it's your job to go and weed that garden, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, there's weeds here, there's weeds there. And then it just like seems like there's more and more and more weeds everywhere. Where did all this come from? And I feel like that's the same thing in our lives. Like how I, I mean, you're always growing. I'm always growing. We're growing together. Um, And so as we press in more and ask the Lord, Lord, please help me to be everything you want me to be you start to see more weeds because God is showing you all of these things. And like God was showing that to you. And it's, it's just amazing to see how he uncovers and uncovers. Um, but that's, that's sign of progress and it's sign of growth and moving forward. And if you can, I mean, I feel like that's one of those things that, and there's a lot of different things, competition. Um, you know, if you can, if you can move past those things and have the Holy spirit, you can be unstoppable as, as far as his power flowing through you. Yeah. The thing about revenge is, especially that, that verse, vengeance is mine, I can't imagine God enjoys it because number one, he's all loving, but number two, he's so powerful. What is, what is, when he takes vengeance out on somebody, it's like stepping on an ant to him. It yeah. means, it means absolutely nothing. And so one of the lies of the enemy is that the thing we're not supposed to do is something that we, uh, should really want when really it's something that's very harmful to us, something that does not lead to long-term happiness, doesn't lead to growth, uh, and something that puts us in a much worse position um, you know, down yeah. the road. And, and I think really anger is just one of those things that, that we hold on to it. Um, because we, we are convinced it makes us feel powerful. When I was in high school, I definitely was like that. I used to have a, you, you didn't know me. This is 22 years ago, more than that, 23 years ago. I thought being angry, you know, I had a lot, all these insecurities. I thought, well, if I, if I was angry, that's, that's a nice barrier. That does not make, you might feel powerful like black suit Spider-Man. Okay, or Spider Man, not Spiderman. He's not a, an accountant. Spider Man, black suits. But if you know anything about the comic book, there's regular Spider Man, and then there's like the black suit that he wears, which is like you know it makes him more powerful. He thinks, but really, since he can't control it, he's actually less powerful. And that's mm-hmm. one of the lies of the enemies 
one of the lies of the enemy is he always wants you to think that you're in control. You are never in control, whether it's with anger, revenge, whether it's a sexual addiction, pornography. Oh, don't worry. It's just, I'm just looking. You are not in control. Yeah. He will lie to you. And, and then one day, you know, you see what your life has become. You can't maintain a relationship. You can't have children. Uh, yeah. And and you just you look at everybody like objects and you don't even know what the heck you are. Your self-esteem is just in the toilet. And you realize, man. Not only have you not had control for a long time, you probably never had control, which is why it's so important that, you know, you, you put, here's the thing. If you put God in control, he gives you self-control because that's one of the nine fruits of the spirit is self-control. Mm-hmm. So what you, but you have to yield to God, say, God, you take over. And then he gives you the spirit of self-control. That is so good. And you're so right that you're not in control, that the enemy is pulling the strings. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. And, you know, I've had situations, I've told you about this, and we can tell stories, uh, maybe I'll save this for the next episode, where I have had to, I don't want to say get back at people who have done me wrong, but I have had to do things. I, I have been wronged in the past by people who were evil and in positions of authority. And God has then required me at times to do legal, ethical things telling the truth about these people in order to prevent them from advancing, in order to expose them uh, for what they are and advocate for other people. Right. But, and so the, so the point is this, God would not empower me to do that if I was going to go off the reservation and misuse that power, you know, so you can, you can have the power of God and you can have real power or you can have this illusion of power, which leads to sort of helplessness. So good. Oh, I love this talk about this all day so, we, so i good. already have it's been like 13 I know, minutes i'm I know, sorry you got a roll. i love it yeah the funny thing is See, before right? we started the show i was telling kristen how much i hate when people give long sermons and i've been talking for 13 minutes but it's here. good it's good you're you're saying all good stuff and it and it's not just filling space by the way just good. for the record i don't hate hour-long sermons what i hate are five minute sermons that drag on for an hour <laughs> those are the worst okay and like an actual if you have like an actual hour's worth of content that's fine but <laughs> anyway, that's another topic for another day. Go ahead, Kristen. You've, you've got this beautiful note card. By the way, I just got to tell you something. Um, I don't. I only get to see her a couple times a week. So if I'm a little bit too affectionate with her today, I'm sorry. I haven't seen her since Sunday, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I miss you so much, baby. I miss you. I love you. My fiancé. I know. There <gasps> Guys, it is. he's my fiancé. I put that there. If you like it, you got to put a ring on it. That's and I did. Right. And I gave her a big ring, too. That's right. I love it. I Amen. love it. She deserves it. He's awesome. I almost forgot to say yes. I know. That was the worst part. I'm like on my knee holding this thing out and she's just like, she's like gasping for air. And then she finally, like at my heart's like going like, what's taking so long? And she's like, oh yes, I should, I should say that. Right. I'm like, yes, you should say that. Said That's what counts. Head, so. <laughs> didn't, didn't help. It's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Okay. Romans 8, 18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Lord, I read a verse like that, and just like Jordan says about vengeance is mine and all these things, I I used to have one perspective with it, and now I have a totally, um, I was going to say a new perspective, but maybe just a, a broader perspective, broader scope. That the present suffering is it used to it used to I used to want not want to read verses like that, not even want to entertain those verses. But you look at the world, and Lord, there is no one can deny the fact that there are present sufferings going on. There are present sufferings and varying degrees 
um, it, in our world with, with the sickness and with the, the virus going on and with, um, just the unrest and the political unrest and, and people and, and their lives and relationships and, and friends and family and, and loss and all sorts of things, God. But you are the bright light. So when we look into the world and we see all this going on, we remember. We're caused to remember that the glory of the Lord being revealed in us doesn't just mean, doesn't just mean that moment which we know that you have the victory when you come back riding that white horse to save us as our knight in shining armor, as the Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Doesn't just mean then. It means right now. It means that your glory can be revealed in us. It means that we can shine for you, Jesus. It means that it's not hopeless. The world looks at things and it looks hopeless from a layman's eye. It looks hopeless from, from just the world's perspective. But God, your glory is in us. Your spirit is within us. And we will not fail. We cannot fail with you by our side. So God, yes, you are coming in victory and power. But yes, your power and spirit are alive and active right now in us. Your glory is in us right now, God. Right now we can have your victory. Right now we can have your moment. Right now we can have your breakthrough. Lord, with the present sufferings, I declare your breakthrough. I declare a breakthrough for your sons and daughters. I declare a breakthrough, Lord. For all the people listening who have just prayed and prayed and have cried to the point where they feel like they cannot cry anymore, God is going to lift you from that place, my brother, my sister, that place where you just feel totally grieved in spirit, that place where you just feel like there's nowhere to turn, like you don't have any direction. May God lift you from that place. May his present glory be revealed in you this day. May, may you know the true hope which is living in you. May you know that God is living in you. May you know that God is alive. Our God is not dead. He's alive and he has come to save us and he is, he has saved us and the Messiah is here. May you know about the spirit of the Lord. May you truly know Jesus. May you know him and, and feel his spirit. May you take the time to just Press into him and, and love him with all you are and love him past your, your confusion and love him past your loss and love him past what you feel like you should have had and your regret and love into the promised land he has for you and with all your heart and soul. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 All right. So we got some prayer. Oh, requests. I see by the background of your, of your phone now is me, uh, uh yes. proposing to you. Yes. That's a pretty good background, right? Oh boy. Well, I don't know if you can see that with the light yeah, ring, but it it's it's really awesome. Yeah. It's I love it. Um All right, let's do some prayer requests. Okay. Love. So you want to do like take three or yeah, something okay. at a time? Um Okay. Jocelyn says, please intercede for God to I guess heal my se- my seizure and infections and be blessed financially. Marion says, God bless you all in Jesus' name. My name is Marion from Sierra Leone, West Africa. My prayer request is my landlord wants to throw me out of the house for rent. Please pray for my financial situation so that I can pay my house rent. Sharon says, please pray for my finances. And Nadia says, please pray for my family, my wages, and my new job. Okay, so some people need uh, financial healing. I think the next one's financial too. Yeah, I'll just... You want to stop there? Yeah, I'll just go... And Chimwewe... Chimwewe... 
says, I need financial breakthrough in Jesus. All right, so let me do the financial ones first, and I'll do the healing one. Father God, we thank you. We lift up Chimwewe, Nadia, Sharon, Marion, uh, and Marion, and Jocelyn, because they're all actually asking for finances. God, we thank you that we don't serve a poor God. We thank you that you're the God of abundance. You're El Shaddai, God, our provider. You're more than enough, more than enough, God, to keep Marion in her home. And in fact, more than enough to move her to a better home than the one she's in. More than enough for Sharon and her finances. More than enough for Nadia and her wages. More than enough for Chimwewe, who needs financial breakthrough. Guys, I have to tell you, um, tithing is the most powerful thing I've ever done. And I was behind on my tithing for a while, guys. And when I started tithing and really caught up, because I was not so much being disobedient, but being lazy, which is actually kind of the same thing, um, and trying to figure out how much I owed and everything after the tax season. When I started tithing again, my business absolutely took off. And the Bible says, bring ye all your tithes into the storehouse, and I will pour out a blessing upon you that you will not have room enough to contain. And people say, well, that's Old Testament. Hey, guess what? God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He didn't go from being the world's most generous God to being miserly. Money is nothing to him. Okay, if the government can print up money out of nowhere, God sure can. All right. So, Father God, we thank you that you you want to pour to open the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing upon these people. They will not have room enough to contain. And God, I thank you in particular for Jocelyn. Also, you heal these whatever this is. If she's saying seizures and this infection problem she's having, give her a perfectly normal body. God, surely you bore our sicknesses and our infirmities. You are God, our doctor. Um, for those people who are looking for healing, number one, I recommend you watch our episode on taking communion. And number two, go start reading the Bible every day and just going through, underlining everything you see about healing. Uh, maybe get yourself, like I said, the Through the Word app. They have an entire course there on healing. Um, but Father God, thank you for Jocelyn's healing. We thank you for Jocelyn, Mary and Sharon, Nadia and Chimwewe. Father God, we lift them up to you. We thank you that you are more than enough for their finances and their healings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so now we're going to pray. Jade says, please pray. My husband has another girl. He leaves us for five months. Pray that he'll be back. We had a daughter, and now I'm six months pregnant. Um, I pray also to be back to serve God. He was a musician before in church. Um, oh, and uh, pray for a safe delivery for our second baby. Is that in the United so, States, that one, do you know? Faith Tabernacle Church. So, sure sounds. Yeah, I, I was going to so. say. I think so. I think so. And um, Rodriguez asked for prayer for a good job and request from the heart. Uh, Lilipua asked for uh, her uh, mother is suffering from Alzheimer's and the whole family need to find a job for her son and daughter. And Charles said, pray, pray for I'm very ill now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we, we lift up Jade and um, this situation, God. We pray that you take, you just... Just like the prodigal son, there's so many stories, Lord, where you restore. I don't, we can't explain it. It doesn't make any sense in the human perspective, but God, do what only you can do. Bring this man, um, like Jordan always says, you know, if you need to, however you need to correct this, bring this to where he's miserable, not physical harm, yeah. but bring him to, to like back to reality, Lord. Right. It's like the, the enemy, the enemy seduces um, and has this like hypnosis effect on, on people um, sometimes. And, and we need to be strong in the Lord. We need to be strong in prayer. We need to be, Oh, careful little eyes, what you see. Oh, careful little ears, what you hear. 
And it's that one step leads to the next, next step leads to a next step. So God, I pray that you would convict this man and bring him back to his family. Help Jade and help that that baby, Lord. Help her not to have any complications and not to be um, just overstressed at this time with this going on. Let that not lead to anything with the, this baby. Help the, her to deliver a safe, beautiful, healthy baby, and help them to have the union of their dreams, Lord. And and reunite them um, and bring them back, just like the story of the prodigal son, where he gets to that place where, just like the prodigal son's in with the pigs, and he realizes all that he's done and what he left, what, why and how his foolishness has been and give her a heart of forgiveness in Jesus name and be with them. For Rodriguez, we pray for good job and, and the prayer request that he has in his heart. God, God, give him the job that you want him to have. Lead him to that job. For Lily Pua, we pray for her mom suffering from Alzheimer's and for a job for her son and daughter. Lord, be in that situation. Be um, be the, the healer they need. Be be the provider they need. For Charles, heal him, God. Whatever is going on in his body right now, heal him from head to toe, Lord. You are the God uh, that is our doctor. You are the one that heals us, Lord. You are the, the healer in every single sense. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. We're, we're, we are up to Marianne. Marianne. Marianne says, pray for my son David, who's depressed and possibly drinking in Philly. I'm going to do a video someday on depressions too. That's yeah. maybe part of our darkness series, um, building off of anxiety. Casey says, uh, my, pray for my mom who's got diabetes and neuropathy. Akari says, wants to build on his house in Fiji. He has nine children, one grandchild and his father. Her husband's working, sorry, and doesn't have enough money. I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to let you group these three together. I'm going to sure. do Imtiyaza's uh, praise for his uh, financial problems. Well, Father God, we thank you for Marion, for Casey, for Akari, and for Imtiyaz. Forgive me if I'm messing that name up. God, thank you that you're going to meet all of their needs. We pray for Casey's mom. We speak against that diabetes. We order her blood sugar to be normal. We pray against that neuropathy, which is probably related to the diabetes. We pray for her nerves to be perfectly normal. We pray for Akari's entire house, that she's able to extend this house in Fiji for the many people who are living under it, and also for her husband to find work. God, again, a better job even than the one that he had before. Father God, we pray for Marion's son, David, who is suffering from depression and probably drinking. Well, I would point out that alcohol is a depressant. And so, number one, I mean, I can pray to God in Jesus' name that he delivers your son from depression. But, um, you know, if, if he's going to keep drinking, then he's going to – there's a there's a spiritual component to this, absolutely. But there's a chemical component to it also. You can't drink a depressant and expect not to be depressed, okay? And so, Father God, we pray for his, his freedom from depression and his freedom – from drinking. See, the enemy wants you to think that you're going to have all kinds of fun when you're drinking and partying. And what happens? You wind up depressed and your mom has to pray for you. Okay? And God, we pray for Imtiaz. Imtiziaz. I really am apologizing if I'm mispronouncing this name. It's a difficult name to pronounce. I pray for this person's financial healings, for financial blessings. Show this, show all these people your love and show them miracles so that, so that other people will see the miracles and come to know you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. All right. The reason I I figured you could group these three together because yeah. they're all basically uh, asking for the Holy Spirit, yes. that sort of thing. Lord, for Eric, who wants the Holy Spirit, Rajiv is asking, how do I pray to God? And Rajiv, I would say to you, um, do you just, God, you, you know, people think of it. Yes, it's it's such a, yes, he is holy. Yes, he is you know, you, you approach him, you approach the throne of God, but you also approach him as he's your friend. He's the lover of your soul. And so just start by, don't be paralyzed by that. Just start and say, God, help. And if you haven't done the call of salvation, we invite you to do that at the end of this episode and just start a relationship with him. He wants to be your friend. And also the Bible says it's the Holy Spirit that shows us how to pray and That's what to right. pray for. Yes. So you just have to yield, ask God for the Holy Spirit. He will not deny it to anyone who asks that one. Go Very ahead. good. Yes. Sorry. And for Esther, no, I, that's good. And Esther says, pray for her ministry. God, we pray for Eric, Rajiv, and Esther to just their lives to be infused by the Holy Spirit, God. That there's certain things, Lord, you've given us brains for a reason and, you know, to, you, you infuse wisdom and you've given us the mind of Christ. The, body, the Bible talks about having the mind of Christ. Um, so, You've given that to us, but the Holy Spirit supersedes all that and goes into another realm and dimension where we can actually communicate with the heavenly realm, with you, Jesus, with you, Father God, Holy Spirit, um, the whole Trinity. We never want to leave out the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Mm. He, he will only come when we ask him to. He wants to be asked. He wants to be invited. So we, Lord, we invite the Holy Spirit. Spirit into Eric and Rajiv's and Esther's life, Lord, to to become the, the central part of everywhere they go, everything they think, and to be their comforter and their ever-present help in time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Which ones are we on? Okay, we just need uh, these last three. Wilma, Louisiana, 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 and Rahil. Wilma says, please pray for my health. I'm a single mother with two children. Louisana says, please pray for my total healing over all my body, also for my financial breakthrough. And Rahil says, please pray for me and my family and my country, Pakistan. Well, God, thank you for Wilma and her children. Thank you for Louisana and thank you for Rahil and the whole country of Pakistan. We lift all these people up to you. God, we pray for total healing for Wilma, total restoration of her body. She says she's a single mother. God, I pray you, if, if it's on her heart that you find her a good man who's going to take care of, help take care of her and her children. For Louisiana, I pray for her total healing as well. Not partial healing, total healing. Also for her complete financial breakthrough. Again, that you would pour out a blessing upon her. She doesn't even have room enough to contain. And for Rahil, God, we pray. When someone says pray for a whole country, that's a whole lot of things, God. But... God, we are thankful for Pakistan. We don't usually, you know, we think of some countries that aren't really Christian in nature and you think, well, what the heck, who cares? But God, we have seen there is a more than a remnant in Pakistan. We have mm-hmm. a lot of people from mm-hmm. Pakistan yes. uh, in this ministry. So God, we pray that th- that these people begin to grow and influence. I pray for Rahil to have a, a ministry and all these people who are watching us to understand you're not just here to be students, okay? Students, ha- are, there comes a point where you have to graduate too, okay? And then you go out and you teach other people. So, God, help Rahil grow and help him grow in stature and influence. Thank you, God, for Rahil, Louisiana, and Wilma. And we pray for them. We pray that you just come to them all in power and your might and glory and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
All right, Kristen, can you please uh, say the call of salvation for everybody? Yes. If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the perfect time to do so. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. We're so excited for you. Send us a message or you can comment on the video too. Absolutely. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for another great week. We sure hope you got something out of it. We thank you guys for, again, all the nice things you've said about us. You know, I should have, you know, I, I knew there'd be a dark background. I don't know why I wore a black shirt today. Um, <laughs> Guys, remember, please, uh, thank you for supporting the page. Please remember to like and share the videos, uh, help other people to see them. This is a ministry after all. We're not doing this for money. We're doing this to bring souls to Christ. And when you send us prayer requests like pray for my country, pray for Pakistan, well, a great way to help the country is not to share our videos with other people. You know, there's plenty of other great ministries out there. We love Joel Osteen. At, at, uh, we love Joyce Myers, Charles Stanley, people like that. Derek Prince, another great one. You should be sharing those videos constantly so other people can see them. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. We hope you had a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you at Monday, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.